Welcome to the world of tomorrow! Welcome back to Welcome of the World of Tomorrow, a second special episode where we are going to discuss The Series Has Landed, Season 1, Episode 2, with my very, very special host, well, co-host, yeah, yeah, co-host, Dr. Jim Strangeport. I guess you're a doctor now, Jim. Uh, I absolutely am. I earned that doctorate in Futurama. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, just going back and watch this episode, the animation was phenomenally just, it's so good for it being so early in the series. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, it, it's, it's really like, it's got, it's, it's got the feel of the showdown, but you can tell it's early in the series. There's a couple little things and I might get into that later when we discuss some fun facts. Right. No, no, no. Oh no, definitely, definitely. But no, but like the animation, I was listening because I, you know, I always listen to the commentary right before we record, and they even mentioned that they were like, "Geez, it's really, it's an early episode, but the animation is amazing. It's so clean and crisp. It's not crude or anything." Which I really yeah, like. The show, the show, once it got started, like they, you know, a lot of shows. If you watch like the first episode of Family Guy, Peter Griffin just looks completely different than he does the rest of the series. They didn't really do that that much with this. No. I mean, like there's it, some... They stuck to it. Yeah, that's what I liked about it. All right, so should we dive right into the series has landed? Absolutely. All right. Uh, the original air date was April 4th, 1999. And the opening sequence, do you remember what the opening sequence was? Uh, absolutely. The opening sequence, uh, one of my favorites, when Professor Farnsworth showcases to the crew... Oh, I'm uh, sorry. I, I didn't, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. Uh, I'll let you take over real quick. No, the, whenever I say the opening sequence, I mean Futurama, and then it says at the bottom. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot. They had a cold open. Yeah, they had a cold <laughs> open. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, yeah, it's, the, um, it was in HypnoVision, wasn't yes. it? Yes. HypnoToad. love the All right, so you go ahead with the cold opening. You go ahead with that one. Yeah, so the professor comes out to tell Fry, Leela, and Bender, his new crew, uh, that um, he has... Uh, his um, new commercial. In a new commercial, yeah. Uh, paid for to air doing during the Super Bowl, but not on the same channel, of course. <laughs> uh, showcasing all the old Planet Express employees getting brutally murdered, which is just beautiful for a commercial. One uh, of my trying favorite. To deliver all the pass packages, and of course the introduction of uh, horrible gelatinous blob <laughs> eating his employees for failing, and then for succeeding, because you know why not eat them too. Um, one of my favorite and, uh, lines, one of my favorite quotes, is when he's like, when he goes, when, he, when they go, because that's Phil Lamar, that's Phil Lamar doing the, yeah, that's Phil Lamar doing the over, the over voice. Yeah. I love it when he just goes, when he goes, your package is it, is it, uh, is, is, is valuable. Our crew is it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just a giant well, bird. Just, I love when the blob eats the first employee for screwing up, and he's like, "That's not me." <laughs> love that. That's not me, and I'm pretty sure that's John DiMaggio doing that voice too. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's amazing. We watched this series for like we've we've probably each watched the series at least maybe four to five times in the entire run. So I'm pretty sure now we can tell the voices just by we know. Oh yeah. 
Um, and so then Fry goes, are there really giant birds like that? Oh, heavens, no. <laughs> and then the professor walks in to go to go make scrambled eggs, and it's the giant. <laughs> yeah. And the one hatches and starts eating the professor's head, of course. Yeah. And that's our uh, that's our cold opening. That's that's, yeah. that's it. Um, which I like. I like the cold openings a lot. They make me laugh a lot. Like yeah. Like uh, it's, I was, it's a good way to get in a cheap, quick joke that wouldn't fit in otherwise. Really. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and then we go to. Uh, I guess you would say it's the. Second day is uh, would I, would you take this as the second day of the of them or the first day of their ship? I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's hard to believe this is right after. Well, it can't be right after because they're airing it on the Super Bowl, and the Super Bowl takes place in what the first week of, first week of February. Something like that. Yeah, it's usually so, like February, I think. Yeah, so I guess it's the first month. Oh yeah, because because Fry's like, oh, I'll never get used to this. Blah blah blah. The Admiral Crunch. I'm like, I kind of want that cereal. I don't know why. You, it, yeah, you need that. Exactly. Um, but we get to introduction to your favorite character, Hermes Comrade. Or com... Oh, I'm saying... <laughs> I was calling him a commie. Whoa, sorry there. Why don't you take over? Calling me banana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um... So, you know, it's funny, though, you, you just said, it, this has to be like a month or two after they started, and yet they're just meeting the rest of the crew that supposedly works at this whole place. It's mm-hmm. a weird little thing. But yeah, they uh, they get to meet Hermes, uh, one of the greatest characters ever invented, the Jamaican bureaucrat. Um, just, and they barely get into his character here. They just kind of graze the surface as he convinces Leela that she needs to sign on, as the professor realizes he needs to pick a pilot, since, you know, Leela flying the plane the last time wasn't enough. Right, <laughs> right. He formally picks her as the pilot, and then Hermes forces her to sign uh, the waiver in case of her death by, I don't remember all of the reasons, Explosive. but Sonic diarrhea. <laughs> which she, that to me, I was like, "What?" <laughs> oh, yes. I feel like I've had that a few times. <laughs> wow. Okay. Hey, um, welcome to the world tomorrow, first people. Yep, that's right. Um, we, we keep it classy on this show. Oh yeah. Um, and then we get an introduction to one of my favorite characters, Doctor Zoidberg. That's right. Why which, not Zoidberg? Which is a reverse. Would you say he's a reverse Doctor Bones McCoy? In a way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and I love how he's like, he's like, you need to fry. You need to meet with uh with our with our physician. Well, I'm letting you know he's a little weird. What do you mean? He wears sandals. <laughs> like I'm like, okay. And then like, and you, he does. Yeah. He sandals. You go into it, and it's like that's the first shot is the sandals. Yeah. <laughs> and then you go in, and he's a giant lobster creature. Just <laughs> and and basically he's like, he's like little lady. Don't know anything. Pick a mouth and open it. And uh, if you notice on the wall behind him, he's got like the human anatomy thing completely upside down. That's right, he does. It's <laughs> <laughs> it is upside down. Um, so you get that part, and then he, uh, and then he's like, and then you know he does this thing, and then Amy is introduced to uh, to Bender and Leela, and then I love how Fry walks in at this point, and he's just like, "Hey, doctor, set up as healthy as a crab." I was like. But, but he's a lobster. Is that is, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Like I don't know species. Ambiguous, I guess you know. Yeah. 
Um, and then uh, this is the first time we'll ever see Bender without his head, well, without his body. Yeah. Uh, and then I love the little little thing to to they they introduce you know oh this is Amy Wong wait of the Mars Wongs nice little I like that little like segue to later yeah, seasons yeah. Um, and then they're like we're not rich as fair everybody else says well what do you mean well what sorority did you belong to Kappa Kappa Wong mm-hmm sure and I love how Bender like steals her wallet I mean why is Amy wearing a wallet that's that's my first question yeah. But I love it's how also, it's Bender's first uh, theft in the series. First of many, but it's his first theft because he doesn't really steal anything in the first episode. Besides that, uh, besides that suicide thing, like he steals. <laughs> yeah, he steals the coin back. But yeah. No, yeah. you're right. Yeah, other than that, no, he has no. Yeah, yeah and it's the first time he breaks the law, really, in the show outside of the coin thing. Exactly. Wow, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, I guess Bender is just so Bender, like. Yeah, you almost expect it. Yeah. But uh, I love how he steals the money, and then his body just, like, gives him the old circle. Woo! Yeah. And he's like, all right, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, wh- where are we Dancing going? singing with his head. <laughs> yeah. They're like, where are we going? To the moon! And then I love how Fry's like, can I, go the, can I do the countdown? Yeah, sure. One, two, three. We're here. We're there. Six, seven, five, four, three, two. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the animation alone on the moon was just amazing even though like like again we're praising the animation but it is like i i guess just watching the series i forgot how good all the up ep- like there's every episode that i watch i don't really have one that i dislike like yeah. i don't dislike any of them um but then you just like the animation on the moon was really good um i like the 3d effect when they're flying from the proline express ship to the moon that was good Oh yeah, they always have such cool effects with the ship going places. Oh yeah, what about um, what about the when they're like, oh my god, there's an amusement park on the moon. Yeah, it, it stays open till nine. Yeah. <laughs> like I wonder, um, I wonder. I love the guy in in line that Fry asks if he can cut, yeah. and he's just mm, no. <laughs> I'm gonna use that on someone at some point. Oh yeah, that that was that was that was great. Now. Now, one of the best descriptions is I, I kind of want to get is Leela has to think about this stuff because I guess Fry's only been unfrozen for a month, but you got to think about it from Fry's perspective. He doesn't know this this exists. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know anything, so why can't she be a little bit nicer? But I guess it's Leela, so she can be harsh if she wants to. But I mean, yeah. you understand what I mean? Like Leela could be a little less harsh on Fry than everybody else that she's in the future. Yeah. I mean, well, the history is very ambiguous, and it's like it's one of the few episodes where they like the people of the future have no idea of history, and that gets referenced <laughs> a little bit later. But so, so maybe she doesn't realize that the amusement park wasn't just there in Fry's day. Maybe yeah, know? yeah. Which, to be honest with you, uh, didn't it remind us of our trip to uh, Universal Studios. Yeah. Well, yeah. there's so many just nods to good amusement parks in this and i I absolutely love this episode for that which by the way i just realized today we were four years ago today we were at universal studios i did not know that yeah son of a gun we were yeah um but mm, beyond uh points all that uh what about uh tress mcneil i think well besides was she in the pilot tress mcneil no yeah she was she was the hot dog she was the the news lady vendor or she was the she she was she was the feeder. That's right, yeah. Well, uh, I trust McNeil's the, the moon planet, the moon face. Hi, I'm Crater Face. 
had not recognized that voice as her. Yeah. And, and, and thinking back, it kind of, it, it harkens back to her Animaniacs character a little bit. Dot? Kind of close to Dot, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I guess you could see that. Uh, and then after that, uh, we get to, and I love how they're walking around, they're like, oh, God, these souvenirs, what are these for? Are these for idiots? We have friends who are other idiots, and I love how Fry just walks in at that moment. With he's all like, these souvenirs he can get, yeah. Plants the magnet on Bender, and we learn about Bender's deep, dark secret throughout the series. His he, longing to be a folk singer. <laughs> I love how he's just like, he, he does his whole, like that whole animation was amazing, how he just did that whole dance. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, and then he takes it off and he howls at the, he howls at the moon, which I was like, Okay, it's kind of weird, but okay. Um, that was good. And then, um, where do we go after that? Uh, I kind of forgot. Um, I'm trying to think. After that, I believe... Oh, well, of course, we skipped the whole part where... Um, we, we, we skipped a little bit, because the whole issue where Amy and Fry have to deliver the crate and oh! accidentally get Eve lost into the crate. That's right. Sorry, sorry. To, just, to the laziest man in the world, I envy that man on how lazy he is. <laughs> I know. I wish he like like he has jobs all over the planet. Now I did I did l- listen to the commentary, like I said, and uh, David X Cohen actually said that him and the writers have a have a have a bet going. Well, this was back when the series was on, but hopefully maybe they're still writing. But there, there's uh, there's a theory out that Carl is just several clones because. <laughs> <laughs> or he's just the same person that just gets different jobs. I like that. He just keeps getting fired because yeah. he's so lazy. Oh. Um, and so then, yeah, I believe the mm-hmm. next scene, well, they go through some of the rides and everything, um, the the Whalers on the Moon and the Goofy Gopher review. Okay, first of all, the Whalers on the Moon part is, okay, so you know the Whalers on the Moon part? I had that song stuck in my head for like 15 years. And then I, it was out of my memory. And then I watched this episode, and I was like, "Damn it, it's back again!" The joys of doing podcasts. Like how, like it's so good because it's like we're whalers on the moon. We carry our harpoon. You need to get it put onto your um your iTunes. <laughs> Wait, so they actually have the whole like like Christopher Ting made this like a real like a real thing? Did he make it? Oh wait, we might have technical difficulties a little bit. Oh, you're back. Um, no, I was saying did Christopher Ting like make that an actual real song? Oh, I really they they need to release an iTunes album for Futurama because I need that in my life. Um, and and that should be one of the songs on it. I'm sure you can find it somewhere. Yeah, you probably have to do it illegally. (laughs) Don't do it illegally, kids. We don't. Do not do not break the law like Bender does. Yeah. That's up to us. Wow. Okay. Well, we're putting that there. <laughs> um, and then basically, they get to uh, and we see the Gophy the Gophy. Uh, the oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead with the Gopher review because I couldn't say it. The the Goofy Gopher review telling yeah uh, telling their bad moon puns. Um, and uh, from there, Fry completely fed up with everything being so fake. Uh, 
insists he wants to go out on the real moon, to which Lula tells him that they can go on this one ride. I don't even remember what the ride's called, but it's the educational ride, so no one goes. And you get to go out on the actual moon surface. Uh, and so they go through this thing that tells the absolutely atrocious history of the moon landing, starting with Ralph Cramden of the Honeymooners. I don't even know how many people are like our age even would know what the Honeymooners is at this point. Right? I love what he's like, when he's like, bam, zip, straight to the moon. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Astronauts were so fat. That's not an astronaut. That's a TV comedian. And- <laughs> Like that alone was very and, and funny. If anyone out there listening has has never seen the Honeymooners, you need to watch it. Believe me. Even the horrible um, remake that they did with Cedric the Entertainer. He was great in it. No, they, he. They needed to give him a plot. No, I'm not saying he was bad. The movie yeah, was yeah, bad. The movie he was, was good. awful. Yeah. It, but um, so Fry hijacks the rover that they're on by stealing a harpoon from one of the whalers on the moon that was also on this ride to tell the historical landing of the moon um, and runs over one of the animatronics who goes out uh, with his little tell my wife I loved her or whatever. But before um, before before you go on right there, I love when they're like, nobody knows how we when or why we went to the moon. And I love how Fry goes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> He's the stupidest character in the show, but he knows. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Uh, but no, and then we get to, like you said, we get to the real moon surface. And I love how he's like, oh my god, let's do it! Yeah! And then they just drove around, and uh, then they fall into the crater. <laughs> I yes. love how it starts to sink, and he's like, every man for himself! And he falls, help me, Leela! <laughs> <laughs> And then he takes the uh, takes the oxygen tank and sprays it up to like go into. Yeah, Leela uses it for like the the boost of air, and then runs out of oxygen. Yeah, and uh, and then I love the other the the next joke. Every man for himself. He just gets like horse collared. I love that. Yeah, clotheslined because uh, the oxygen because he's like, oh my god. And then uh, we get to one well, of... We'll cut back across to the part where... That's right. Bender and Amy with our other plot. Which, yeah, which they get to... I love how Amy is trying to get the keys out of it. Like, why couldn't she... Well, she did ask Carl. Hey, yeah, can you get those keys out of it? too lazy. What does it look like? A guy who's too lazy? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I love how, I love how uh, Bender adequates it to making love. Is to getting the <laughs> getting the claw machine. He's like rotate seventy two degrees, engage rotor. Like I'm like, that's it. That's pretty much how you make love. Like that's, yeah. that's it. That's right, kids. You learned it here. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then I love how he tries to get it himself with his claw with his hand, and he can't get it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then he gets caught by the moon patrol. And he's like, that's the one, that's the one officers, that's the one who programmed me for evil, and just runs away, and his hand is still, like, like, strung out. Um, and then they throw him out, and one of my favorite lines by Bender. One of, one of the best lines in the series. <laughs> you know what? Forget your park. I'll create my own park with blackjack and hookers. You know what? Forget the park. <laughs> like... If I ever, which I hope I don't, if I ever get kicked out of somewhere 
fun, I'm just going to go, you know what? Forget about this place. I'll create my own and just say that whole line. <laughs> yeah. And just hopefully somebody would get the reference. Like, yeah, maybe. Yeah. You, um, you go out on a bang, you know, on a high note. Like George Costanza, just right out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, basically, after that, we cut back to uh, Fry and Lilo running into the uh, dome farm. The moon farm. Yeah. With, uh, I don't even know how you would put, how you, how would you let the audience know of this colorful character? Um, the most Confederate flag waving guy you've ever seen, but on the moon. So a Donald Trump supporter? Oh, definitely. (laughs) Yeah, we went there. Um... (laughs) Uh, I love on his hat, out of all the things they put, the moon will rise again. Like, okay. Like I said, Confederate flag waving. Yeah. Um, Donald Trump supporter. Yeah. Hashtag Donald Trump. Deep South farmer. Yeah. Um, and then they have the, so, and then he says, he says, uh, I forgot, what does he say? What is it? Don't touch my three robot daughters. (laughs) Uh, Then hello, it's like the cursor you who? <laughs> <laughs> um, I love the Crossinator so much. Such right. a great character. She shows up. Yeah, she does show up later. She comes up again, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I love how you get the first introduction of the Bug Beetles, the Milk Beetles. Yeah, yeah. That's the, the first Bugle introduction Bugle. I remember them. Bugalope? Yeah, the Bugalope, yeah. Um, and then Bender shows up, and he's t- apparently he touched one of his robot daughters. Um, and then they... Uh, from the sounds of it, he touched two of his robot daughters. Yeah. He's not the crushinator, because a woman like that, you need to romance. <laughs> I love how Fry's like, oh, Bender, tell me. And I was like, wow, Fry, really? Really? Um, and then I love how they steal the, the, the moon land, the moon rover, but it has a Confederate flag on it, of course. Yeah, which of course. You, you think it would have a moon Confederate flag, but that's besides the point. Um, and then they have, and then after that, they fly off and they're, they're going to chase the, the Paul gets in the, Paul gets in the crushator with his other two lovely robot daughters and goes to, uh, goes to get Fry, Leela and Bender. And I know it's a reference to, uh, to Dukes of Hazard, but it kills me every time I watch this scene where they jump the gorge and the gators yeah. have the... <laughs> Have the astronaut takes over them, trying biting yeah. them. Like that to me, I was like, "Why?" But it makes so much sense. Like so ridiculous, I love it. Like it's like really, I'm okay with it. It laughed. It made me laugh a lot. It was very funny. And then I love how the Crushinator stops, and he's like, "Why, Crushinator?" So I love him, Paul. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, and then the rover loses a, loses a wheel right after this, which I'm kind of glad it didn't happen when it was when they were actually being chased for real. Um, yeah. And then the dark side of the moon comes on, man. Dark side of the moon. And then Remember we get Bill and Ted. Exactly right. And then we get one of your favorite uh, jokes. Oh, the the professor sees them in the. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. My my favorite running joke for two episodes when the professor sees them goes, oh, I should really do something to help them. 
But I am already in my pajamas. Okay, question. What can he do to help him? His ship is with them. What What can he do? That's a good point. Maybe maybe one of his doomsday devices or something. Or send Zoidberg. Why not Zoidberg, right? <laughs> just, just shoot Zoidberg out to him. <laughs> shoot Zoidberg. Um, and then we get to... Open like a tauntaun, sit inside of him. <laughs> and then we get to the original moon landing. Um, yes. And uh, we get to see... Uh, we get to see Neil Armstrong's footprint, uh, which Fry steps on uh, and puts the Nike logo, which yeah. I thought was good. Um, and then after that, we... Um, well, why don't you take this part, and I'll let you know what uh, when I pick up. You, you go ahead and take over real quick. So Fry and uh, Leela climb into the Lunar Lander, uh, for safety, because Leela is fed up with Fry and all of his moon landing obsession. Uh, and Fry decides, okay, well, maybe the moon isn't so great after all. You know, he starts seeing it from Leela's point of view that, yeah, it's just a big dumb rock. It's a bunch of dead space, just dust and dirt. Not really that great to look at. And uh, he kind of gives Leela his little spiel about why it was always so beautiful and out of reach for him and how he could never be an astronaut for basically every reason you could ever not be an astronaut. <laughs> People don't want to spend a week with me. Yeah. <laughs> a week would be a little try. <laughs> um, and, of course, then Leela in the first little romantic moment between them looks out and sees how beautiful the earth looks. The crescent earth, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. The crescent earth. Yeah. Uh, and she sees the earth and realizes the beauty of it all and kind of sees things from Fry's perspective, just as he's starting to give up, uh, which it's a really beautiful, touching moment, uh, which is then ruined when Bender comes running back, uh, chased by the farmer again, uh, now on a, uh, like, Combine harvester. Yes, is the term. Uh, because of course Bender had to go back for the crushinator. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't? Bender. Who wouldn't? Yeah, I mean, right? Woman, that fine. Exactly. Um, but and of course, as Bender runs towards the lunar lander and the combine harvester comes closer, in comes Amy, having recovered the keys to the ship, as well as like a million stuffed animals. <laughs> <laughs> and. Being the expert she is, she uses the magnet of the ship to pick up Bender and the Lunar Lander. And, of course, the magnet sends Bender back into his folk song. Right. And one of my uh, one of my random favorite lines from Fry, well, besides the last episode where he was like, wait, I'm a delivery boy? Was So, Fry, was the moon anything like you pictured it? Eh, close enough. <laughs> like, it's just like, What? Oh, and then we get to the entire credits, um, Bender's folk song. Yeah, which I believe has this, maybe his first reference, but I think it is to uh, wanting to kill all humans. Yes, yes, it is. Like I, I was very surprised. Like that, that happened that early, and just like the whole, I thought that him, you know, stealing something happened a lot earlier than that. But you know, I guess it's like we said. There's so little of. Futurama episodes that we, I guess we just made up stories in our own mind. I don't know. Or maybe it was yeah. the cold openings. It was probably the cold opening. Something like that, yeah. Alright, so what about... Oh, and we forgot to mention my favorite line 
out of everything. Oh yeah. I quote this a lot, and you get you get this every once in a while, but sometimes you're drunk, so I don't think you get it all the time. Yeah. But one of it when they're like when they're like, um, I love when Bender's like, wait. You want to visit Jerusalem and don't visit the sexitarium? Like, and I just love how they just go off completely. And then he's just like, all right, let's go to the, let's go to Fungineering. And then he's like, and then I love how Bender just goes, next year in Jerusalem. <laughs> so I use Sounds that like a lot. The ultimate vacation destination. Right? Next yeah. year in Jerusalem. Like, uh, listeners, next time you are out with your friends, if someone knows a little bit about Futurama or just watched, or especially watched this episode, is just reference that and see if they get it. Like, just <laughs> see if they get it. <laughs> and, and clearly, if they're too drunk, they don't. Exactly. But, uh, yeah. All right, so let's go on to our things we want from the future. Well, I hope yours is the sexateria. <laughs> Damn it. I gotta scratch that one out. <laughs> Um, okay, so why don't you go? I have a few, actually. Uh, well, honestly, I'm a huge theme park buff. I love to go to a theme park on the moon. I think that's probably my number one. Yeah, that's one I had, too. That was my number yeah. one. Yeah. Um, I mean, how can it not be one for this episode? Of course. kind of pull point. So. I want the Orlon candy, like the cotton candy, except uh, yeah. it's made out of moon dust, which, what does it even taste like? So, so the fun thing about that is that Orlon is supposed to look like fake cotton. Oh, so the, <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay, so that makes sense now. And it's right after that the fry says about how everything's so artificial. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> god, you just blew my mind. Like people are listening to this being blown my mind. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, the other thing I want is um, a gender neutral pack person. I don't know if you caught yes, that. I saw that too. <laughs> Gender neutral pack person. Um, what, what was the other like arcade game? Up? Mortal was was it Mortal Kombat? Cooperation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I also like I also like um, uh, virtual ski ball. Like I thought that was cool. Oh, and the virtual virtual ski ball. Wow, it's like I'm actually playing virtual ski ball. Makes you wonder why that one kid was just playing regular skee ball. Right, I know. Like you could just playing virtual, virtual. Maybe there was such a long line for virtual, virtual skee ball. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's probably what it yeah. is. May as well just play the real thing. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so on to our fun facts. Uh, our fun facts. So, how many do you have? I have a few. Um, I got a couple. All right. So I'm gonna go ahead and go with uh the main one that probably everybody knows already. Uh, Crater Face was actually a reference to 1902, the French film, A Trip to the Moon. And, uh, when Bender shoved his beer bottle, uh, because better, ma better mascots have tried to steal his beer away from him, uh, when the beer bottle was shoved into his eye, that's the classic rocket into the moon face scene. And, and you can watch that entire film on Netflix. It's only about seven minutes and it's really weird. But it's on Netflix. Yeah, I remember you telling me it's, like, scary as hell or something. Yeah. Well, they added this, like, weird Euro pop music to it when they put it on. Because it was, like, 1902 when the movie came out. Right, yeah. Films were just, like, pictures that moved. So there was no audio at all. But, yeah, it's it's weird to watch. I would recommend just turning the volume. Just mute your TV <laughs> when you watch it and get the original effect. Just be like 1902. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's the first plot movie with a plot. I think yeah. is something like that. Yeah. First sci-fi movie ever. Yeah. So why don't you go with one of your fun facts? 
so this is just something I noticed that I, I had never noticed before. But when they first climb into the moon lander, uh, there's a plaque inside the moon lander that reads, Lander returned to this site by the Historical Stickler Society. Yes. I like that. <laughs> that, I was like... As a historical stickler, I like that. <laughs> like, when I saw that, because come to think about it, I was like, wait, the moon lander would actually be gone because they blasted back into space. But I love that that point was out there. Like, it was like... There. Um, and, oh, one of another fun facts, uh, when I was listening to the commentary, did you know actually one of the plots was Neil Armstrong's head was actually going to be in the in the moon landing, and he was going to uh, provide uh, help with uh, Fry and Leela how to operate it and get back to Earth. That's interesting. Right? Interesting thought. Yeah. Like, I was like, that's a little different, but uh, I kind of... It would have been really weird for them to have just lost Neil Armstrong's head. Right? <laughs> no one knew where that was. Yeah. Apparently they didn't know how, where, when, or who. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, you got one more? Yeah. Um, so the, the other thing for me, uh, as a big fan of amusement parks... I love uh, all of the spoofs in this of Disneyland, and that's a lot of what they're parodying. Uh, and with the uh, whalers on the moon or the, the whalers on the Sea of Tranquility, clearly a spoof of Pirates of the Caribbean, I love, and it's it's such a simple little touch, but they actually inserted one of the most controversial jokes from the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Uh, they have the rape. Uh, in the original Pirates of the Caribbean ride, there's a joke about rape which tasteless now where there's two pirates that are chasing women around in a town. And then one that is a woman chasing a pirate around one of the whalers is chasing a woman in the exact. Wow. Movements and everything of that rape scene from I Pirates of the Caribbean. I didn't even notice that. Not that we could don't rape. It's right by the That's, one who's rape is um, bad. It, yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's awful thing. Don't do that. But, um, it's right next to the one that Bender went to high school with. Oh, sitting on the barrels. He's it's like right to the left of that when they first see him. Right, that makes me laugh. Now, um, now I, I wanted to bring up another thing. Now we've gotten a couple episodes in, so we kind of know. Like, do you find it cool that when Billy West or John DiMaggio are able to talk to themselves, like, like I find that funny. Like when they're like, because uh, of course Billy West does Fry, the professor, and Doctor Zoidberg, and he can literally have a conversation in his own head. Of everything that goes on. Yeah, that's such a cool technique. Like all, all the best voice actors can do that, and it's so cool to watch. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is, uh, whenever I watch, maybe it was just me, or probably because I just watched it recently. But when they were like the Whalers of Tranquility, my my mind went to Pirates of the Pancreas uh, from nice. Rick and Morty. <laughs> yes. Which which is also, I mean, they're both spoofed from the same thing. Oh, yeah. 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 But no, but that made me laugh when I saw the whalers of the tr- Sea of Tranquility. I was like, Rick and Morty? Is that where you got this from? <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's it. Um, anything else you want to say before I go ahead and plug and whore ourselves out at the end? Because you know nobody listens to after this point. Oh yeah, I know. Um, I tell you what, you want to you want to add a fun trivia question? Go ahead. So. When Fry talks about the moon landing, he talks about Neil Armstrong and those other guys no one remembers. I feel like most people these days knew who Buzz Aldrin is after he punched somebody. I don't even remember who he punched, but he punched someone in the face and made all kinds of headlines. But I'm wondering, and if any of you out there know this, 
You can probably look it up and find it quickly. But do you know who the third person on the moon, on that Apollo 11 mission was? Now, he wasn't on the moon lander itself. He was up in the... He was up right, on the thing right. orbiting the moon. Now, I want to be completely honest with you. I don't know who it is, so you tell me who it is. You want me to give the answer? Should we wait till next week? I don't know. I think we should wait till next week. We'll wait until next week. Oh, and speaking of a follow-up thing, I have a follow-up from last week Okay. that we need to talk about because we talked about the thing you want most from the future last week being that tube transport in New New York. Right, yes. So, I just got back from a trip to Las Vegas. Where you met Penn and Teller. Hmm? Penn and Teller. Yes, well, I got to meet Penn and Teller. They were great. Uh, They actually have their uh, Futurama cameo outside their theater. They have like a little thing about the history of Penn and Teller on television, and they have their heads in jars from Futurama episode. Oh, my God, Tesla's like head bopped up when you said that. Like, I don't know why, (laughs) but he was like, what? (laughs) But uh, I took a tour at one point, and the bus driver said, so I don't know how accurate this is, but he said that they are supposedly building a tube transport, and the one he described was exactly the one from Futurama. Are you serious? They're building one in Vegas, and they want to build one in California. So that future technology might not be too far off now. Oh, my God. So there you go. I'm just going to walk up to it and say, Radio City Mutant Hall. That's right. <laughs> Maybe next time they'll have, uh, you know, the sex exterior, and then next year in Jerusalem. Exactly. Next year in Jerusalem. <laughs> wow. I did not know that. Wow. I don't know how accurate it is. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so you can find us at lowrainpictures.com. You can follow me on Holland Sci-Fi on Twitter. Also, you can follow us on Facebook at Welcome to the World Tomorrow. Uh, Please email us. Let us know. We don't have any emails just yet, but maybe this trivia question can get us some listeners. Uh, Maybe. Um, I did tweet this to John DiMaggio and uh, Billy West and Phil Lamar, so maybe they'll tweet back. I don't know. Retweet it, guys. You're awesome. You're an amazing voice actors. I was going to say actresses, but actors. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're actors. They're amazing actors, too. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Watching Phil Lamar get blown up in Pulp Fiction was great, you know. But it's kind of, isn't that kind of a spoiler? No, it happens within the first 20 minutes, so it's not a spoiler. Yeah, I think, yeah. Um, um, you could also thank you for Marty and the Arrogant Observer. Kevin George, thank you for letting us use your music. Uh, Time Duke. Eric Prawling. Thanks, guys. We know you're a big support, well, mainly Eric. Uh, Time Duke, not so much. He only likes that watch one. watch Futurama, man. Come on. He only likes the one episode that we're going to have him on. Which, just trick him. Oh, really? Just trick him? It's just like, oh, hey. Put him on a different episode, dude. <laughs> just, like, show him. and just like, hey, we got to watch this episode beforehand. And just record everything that he's saying. Just. Yeah. Get him really drunk first, too. Oh, yeah, that's like the best thing to do. And then next year in Jerusalem. <laughs> uh, but, guys, thank you so much. Uh, these are pretty quick right now, but uh, the longer we get into the episodes, well, the more we get used to doing this podcast, the longer the episodes will be. But they usually range about 40, 45 minutes right now. And that's pretty much a pretty long time to listen to a podcast anyway. Um, Anything else, Jim? That's all I got. All right. Wipe your hooves and see you later. Absolutely.